Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Everybody, welcome to today's Instagram Live. Um, today we're doing it on a Wednesday instead of a Tuesday. Um, something came up yesterday, but khair, inshallah, we are here today. Um, and just an FYI, uh, we are not going to have a live next week, inshallah. We're going to be just having one this week, and then we're going to announce um, when the next live is, inshallah, when we when we know. Uh, however, we do have something coming up for you guys, uh, which is pretty amazing, and I know you're going to love it, inshallah. So please do watch this space and watch the Strange Ink Press, um, our Strangers Poets page. We're going to be joining us today, inshallah. And um, yes, bismillah. So before I have our sister, um, our sister Hind, uh, who is going to be joining us today, um, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, what we're going to be talking about today and answering questions about. So um, today's topic, again voted by you, um, is about beta readers. And um, in case you don't know what a beta reader is, I'll just define it for you. And this is from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> but it is correct, because um, I know sometimes there's like some information which is a little bit like, uh, it's, you know, it's a little questionable. Um, but this one is, inshallah, correct. So, bismillah. Um, a beta reader is usually a test reader for an unreleased work of literature or other writing. Um, so basically what this reader does is they give feedback um, from their point of view, which is like the average reader who will be reading your book, um, inshallah, once you're an author. Um, and what they do is they provide advice and comments, um, which are the opinions of the average reader. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you who are serious writers, who want to publish a book, who want to be authors, you probably have a lot of questions as to this. Um, I myself have uh, had an experience, um, a few experiences with beta readers, and I would love to hear um, our uh, sister Hin's feedback as well. And um, she's gonna be joining us right now, inshallah. You are listening to the Lit Muslim Podcast. All things literature, all things enlightening. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum assalam. How are you, Aisha? Yeah, alhamdulillah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, how are you? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Good, good, good. I don't know what happened. It looked like you were accepting me to join and then all of a sudden it popped me off completely. So, but alhamdulillah, khair. we're here now. I think Instagram is having a few um, maybe mood swings today, so hey, inshallah. <laughs> inshallah, inshallah. Um, so just before you came, um, we introduced uh, what the beta reader is, and it's normally the, um, it, it, they take kind of like the stance of the average reader, and then they read yeah. a near finished manuscript, but I think it would be really good, inshallah, if you could expand a little bit, and I think we're going to have a few questions on that, so whenever you're ready to begin, inshallah. Okay. So yeah, I'm ready. Um, so a beta reader, basically it's exactly what you said. It is somebody who gives you feedback on your book before it's published. But the important part of a beta reader is that it's somebody who enjoys the genre that you're writing in. So it's not just anybody's going to pick it up and read it because not anybody's going to pick up any book and enjoy it, right? You go to the bookstore, you search online or whatever, and you're looking for a specific genre. And uh, so the beta reader, it's very important that your beta readers are people who enjoy the genre that you're writing in. Um, it would be even better if they are people who read that genre prolific prolifically because then they can give you the kind of feedback that will help you. The, the whole point of having a beta reader is to get more eyes on your manuscript, to get good feedback, which helps you make it stronger. 
So the good feedback isn't, oh, this is such a wonderful manuscript. I love it. Everything is perfect. That's what we like to hear, but that isn't going to make your manuscript better. So good feedback is, I really liked this, but you know what? I didn't understand this section, or this part was unclear to me, or I don't really think that character would say that because it's not really how they operate. Or um, you completely lost me in this section. I thought we were talking about something, and now you're talking about something else. It's it's finding the holes, basically, in your book, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, whatever it is. The, the beta reader is there to help you find those holes so that you can fix them, inshallah. So... So basically, yes, alhamdulillah. Perfect, perfect, alhamdulillah, love it. Um, okay, so we have a lot of questions compared to usual for this specific one. Um, and I think it's because there's a lot of technicalities to it and a lot of questions. Um, yeah. I'm sure that, you know, uh, hopefully it'll guide a person to, to that final step, inshallah, becoming an author. So number yeah. one, how do we find beta readers? Okay, so this is very important, actually. So... When we finish a book and we get all excited about it, and the first thing that we want to do is share it with the people that we love, right? We want our friends to read it, and we want our families to read it, and we want everybody that we know to read it. But our friends and our family are not beta readers, and I will tell you why. Because our friends and our family are not, um, their eyes are not trained to pick up the things that you want your beta readers to pick up. Um, unless they are prolific readers, again, unless they are people who read in this genre a lot, you might have, you know, people in your immediate circles who are prolific readers. So I'm not, I, I'm not counting those as friends and family, right? Um, but people who do not tend to read in your genre, no matter how close you are with them, those are not your beta readers, okay? Because like we said, we're not looking for praise we're looking for somebody who can help us find what's weak in the in the manuscript so that we can make it stronger, okay? okay. Um, so where do you find them? If you are involved in writing communities, that is a great place to find them. Even if you are not involved in writing communities, if you pop into the writing communities online, like on Facebook, and you say, you have to give like a description of your book. Um, the genre is so-and-so, the word count is such-and-such, such, the book is about ABCD, just a quick summary of what the book is about. And you say, I'm looking for somebody who reads in this genre and who would be willing to be a beta reader for me. Um, so that's, that's one of the best ways to do it. Um, and really that's whether it's, uh, because sometimes we have like live writing communities, people that we actually meet with regularly, like, you know, in person. And sometimes people don't always have that, but you have online communities. And like I said, even if you're not really a part of a community, you can find different groups online, writing groups and reading groups where you can pop in and say, I'm looking for, you know, a few beta readers for my book. And, and it's important to keep in mind as well that, more is not necessarily better. Um, so you would be aiming to have like about three beta readers, right? Um, but people, these three are people who commit to getting back to you in a certain time frame. Um, so, and, and the time frame is, is up to them. Like you don't say, can you get this back to me in such and such? When you reach out to them, you say, and when can I expect your feedback, inshallah? Um, and this way you can follow up and it's based on their own timeline, inshallah. Mm. 
That's really good. Um, alhamdulillah. And I think that was actually one of the questions we were going to ask. Yeah. And maybe we could um, elaborate a little bit on that when we get to it, yeah. inshallah. Okay, um, inshallah. So I think we have answered the next question, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, but the next question is, why are beta readers important? Okay, so um, it's because you want to know what's work what's working you want to know what's working but really you want to know what's not working really you want to know where the flaws are in your book and you can't always see that we think that we can but it's because we are so close with our own work and because we've been working yeah. on it for so long you really need another pair of eyes on it to be able to to find those little mistakes along the way um and that's and that's why you need a beta reader um, it right. really, it makes a very big difference with your work to have somebody else's eyes on it. Now, if you're not able to get a beta reader, the next best thing that you can do is get a professional critique. So um, a beta read is usually free. It's usually somebody who's volunteering to do this for you and they um, volunteer to read it for you and volunteer to give you their feedback. But okay. if you cannot find that, then look into people who provide critiques because a critique, which is not the same as an edit, okay, but a critique is very similar to a beta read, but it, it is... Um, it's guaranteed that you're going to get your feedback because with beta readers, sometimes they commit and sometimes they don't always follow through with that. So there's that to keep in mind because people are busy. But with a professional critique, this is their job. They know that they have to get their feedback to you. Um, and lots of the points that they bring up will be the similar points that the beta reader brings up. Um, again, like all of the uh, all of the weak points uh, that might be in your manuscript, they will bring that up to you, inshallah. Okay, cool, alhamdulillah. Um, okay, so the next uh, question is, so what stage do we look for beta readers? Okay, so um, basically when you're done, when you're done and you've edited it yourself, um, that's the time to send it out. So, I mean, I guess you could start looking, looking for beta readers and asking people to start to um, sort of commit if you're, if you know that you're going to be done in like a month, you can give them that kind of heads up, but we don't always know that. So even if you just wait until you have finished and by finished, I mean, you have written it, you have edited it as many times as need be for you to feel like this is perfect. This is really as good as I can get it. Um, now just a word on that. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, just a word on that. So getting it as good as we can get it doesn't necessarily mean that we know it is flawless. Sometimes we know that there are issues with it, but for whatever reason, we can't figure out how to solve those issues, right? And so that's where the beta reader comes in. You can say to this beta reader, did this part make sense to you? Was this part confusing to you? Um, did I was trying to say this, is this the message that you got from this section or this chapter or the book overall or whatever it might be? Um, so that's something that you can certainly use to your advantage is that even if you know that there are flaws, even if you know that there are sections that are a little bit weaker, you can ask your beta readers about them. You can say, um, I wanted this to be stronger. I'm not sure if it's working. And they can get back to you. And sometimes a beta reader will give you suggestions. And it might not be the specific suggestion that they make that you use, but it can sometimes trigger something for you. And that's really helpful as well. So 
Yeah. Okay, perfect, perfect. Um, okay, so now I think you already answered this question, um, but I'll ask it anyway, just to reiterate, because yeah. I think it's important. So the next question is, how are beta readers different to critique partners? Okay, so okay, so let me let me actually talk about three different things. So a beta reader, we said, is um, is for free. So you would very, very rarely pay for a beta reader. It's not common at all. The beta reader should be free, okay? They give you um, as much feedback as they can on your full manuscript, okay? Mm -hmm. A critique is somebody, or um, a, a professional critique, you would be paying this person, usually they're an editor, um, you would be paying this person to give you the feedback that a beta reader basically would give you, okay? And the difference between a critique and an edit is that a, an edit is much more detailed. An edit, the editor will go into the, to the document itself, to your manuscript itself, and make comments and make notes right there. With a critique, they won't do that, but they will give you like a, like a report at the end, okay? So that's the difference between a beta read and a critique and, and a little bit of an edit. Critique partners, they are usually people who you meet with fairly regularly and you share work as you go. So this week I have written chapter three. Um, I share my chapter three with my critique partners and they give me their feedback. And likewise, they will share whatever they're working on and I will read it and I will give them my feedback. So if you're already working with another critique partner or more than one critique partner, then it's, it's, um, it's sort of an ongoing process. They don't wait to see your finished product at the end. They help you as you move along and you help them as well. So it's a time commitment on your side as well that you have to be committed to giving them your feedback as well. Um, obviously with a beta read, with a beta reader who is helping you, you're not, you're, you're just giving them uh, the pleasure of reading your book. You're not really, you know, giving them anything else in return, right? Um, <laughs> so that's the that's the main difference. Where so a beta read gets your full manuscript, and they don't really expect anything in return from you. A critique partner is working with you along the way, and just like they're giving you feedback, you're giving them feedback as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Um, and that's why it's a critique partner, right? Partner. Um, right. Perfect. Alhamdulillah. Okay, so the next question is, is there a set, is there a set of questions that I should ask the beta reader to answer or do I just ask for open feedback? Like, is it like a structure? It's, it's, it's better not to ask for open feedback. It's better to have specific questions to ask. Um, but sometimes we don't know what those questions are. Um, if you know, like I said earlier, if you know that there's a certain section that you're unsure about, then certainly ask about that. If you want to, you, you should probably ask, you know, um, what was the message that you got from the book? Did you feel like the story was strong enough? Were there points in the, in the story that um, basically you were bored or that you could put down the book? Or um, were, there, uh, were there sections that kept you engaged? Did you have any questions along the way? Were there any sections that were not clear? Um, 
did you believe that the characters were real? Obviously, this is all stuff for fiction. Um, for, for nonfiction, you would ask, you know, is the message, did you get the message? Um, was it, did you feel like the points that I was making along the way were um, cohesive and that they, they were flowing um, in, in, an, in an actual manner so that at the end you could get that, the main message from the book? Um, things like that. So those kinds of those kinds of questions are what you want to ask. If you leave it open ended, you open yourself to the possibility of I liked it. It was good, <laughs> and that doesn't help you at all. You know. Um, so it's it's better to ask to ask the questions, but it will be based on your own book. So so I can't give you like a template. It's something that you have to think of yourself. And like I said, especially those parts in your book that you are unsure of, make sure to ask about those. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, perfect, alhamdulillah. And I'm actually writing notes as you're talking. <laughs> this is so helpful. Um, and, um, and, and the reason why I'm doing that is because I, I have had experiences with beta readers. Um, I remember finishing my whole manuscript it was the first draft, so you already know that I probably shouldn't have done that. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, but it was so all over the place, <laughs> and I thought when yeah. I was writing it, I was writing something that was kind of like, wow, this is such a cool style of writing, but I realized it was just me getting everything in my head on paper. <laughs> it wasn't really yeah. a style. Yeah. It was just, you know. Um, and yeah, so alhamdulillah, it, and, I, and I realized that I shouldn't have done that. Um, even though one of the sisters, she was amazing. She gave me so much feedback. She, she wrote on the, on the manuscript and she was doing all of this. Um, and, but then the other sister, she didn't get back at all. So, and, and, I, and then you, because it's such a tender moment of your <laughs> writing, um, all sorts of thoughts come back like, oh gosh, was it really that unreadable? Was it so bad? This is like a few weeks ago. So after I was like, okay, <laughs> uh, I need to learn about beta readers and how it works and, <laughs> and start doing some more drafts and, and really get into the place that you know. So, so yeah, I appreciate sh this episode. Inshallah, definitely. inshallah. But just, but just to follow up on what you said, if you, if you do have a beta reader and it's been, and she commits to say getting back to you in four weeks, for example, um, and four weeks have gone by and you still haven't heard from her, you should check in because, you know, people get busy and they forget and whatever. I would say even check in before the four weeks, check in, you know, at the three week, week mark and say, you know, you had said that you would be getting your feedback to me in, in about a week. And I just wanted to check if we're still on schedule, you know, you know, just something like that, something that's light and friendly, but it's still professional and asking um, to make sure that you really are going to get, you know, the feedback that, that she had committed to, inshallah. Beautiful, mashallah. And um, this probably goes without saying, but beta readers are not just for fiction. Um, they're also Correct. for all kinds of writing, right? Yes, yes, exactly. All genres, all genres. It doesn't matter what you're writing in. You need another pair of eyes on your work so that you can find, like I said, you can find those holes, you can find those mistakes, inshallah. And um, I mean, related to that, I think it'll be interesting to hear your insights about, so if a person does not get a beta reader, um, what, what is like, what would happen to the person? Like, I, I remember you said something about how we get so um, enmeshed inside of the details. We, we don't see the overall picture. So could you like, maybe talk a little bit more about that? Well, if you don't get if you don't get another pair of eyes on your manuscript, you run the risk of publishing something that is just not good quality, and mm -hmm. and you don't want to do that, especially when you're self-publishing. <clears throat> Excuse me, 
when you're self-publishing, you don't want somebody to pick up your book and and they can tell right away that it's self-published. You want your book to be comparable to all of the traditionally published books that are on that person's shelf, right? Mm -hmm. So that means that it's got to be clear, it's got to flow, it's got to be smooth, it's got to look beautiful on the outside. Um, on the inside, it's got to be formatted well. Um, so you want to really take your time to make sure that you're putting out your best work um, mm -hmm. because you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot with it really because if you put out something that is subpar um it's you're not going to be able to get away from that even if your next book is done perfectly you're not going to be able to get away from that first one right um so the beta readers are are there to help you find the content issues um and there are ways like some people don't use beta readers but they use a professional critique or they use a professional editor. Um, and so those are like your only alternatives. If you don't use anybody at all, then mm. I can almost promise you that what you put out there is not going to be good quality. At least it will not be the quality that it could have been if you had had other people's eyes on it. So nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm actually looking forward to the next question. Um, but I just wanted to, um, I, I just comment a little bit on, on you saying that. So beta readers help connect the issues um, and you always need to use somebody. Um, and so, and just to clarify, it's at the final stage that you're almost, is it like you're literally just about to pu press publish on whatever platform you're doing or is it um, before that? Like before all of that, like formatting and the editing and all of the final. Uh, well, well, no, no. If if you, it would be before um, before the formatting and the editing. So this this would be. I've written my first draft. I've edited it several times as best as I possibly can, and now the next stage is for it to go out to a beta reader. Um, okay. While that's happening, I can be looking for um, cover designers and I can be doing, there's other stuff that I can be doing that's related to the book, um, but but that would be the step. So the beta reader would get it and then you would get it back and take in that feedback. Now, again, when you take in that feedback, you have to use your best judgment because um, feedback is subjective, right? And you have to keep that in mind. So. Sometimes a beta reader will give you spot on feedback and you will say, yes, exactly. This is absolutely right. And I need to go in and I need to change this stuff. And there are certain things that I need to move around and whatever. And sometimes you get feedback and you're like, I don't think that I agree with this. <laughs> now, the, the, the difference between, so the way to know which one it is, is you have to give yourself a little bit of space. Right. Mm. Um, you have to give yourself a little bit of space and look at it as subjectively as you can. If this were somebody else's manuscript and you're get, and they're getting this feedback, is it pertinent? Will implementing their feedback, will it make the manuscript stronger? So that's really what you have to think about. OK. Um, I was. Oh, so so you get the feedback back and then. Um, Again, it will be best to look into an editor after that stage. And then the formatter is like 
the final stage, given that you've already had like a cover designer going along and you have like the cover set out and stuff like that. So it isn't exactly like I'm about to hit publish. Let me send it to the beta reader. No, it's I've written it. I've edited it as best as I can. Now I send it to the, to the beta readers as I do, you know, other stuff. Mm, okay. Okay. Perfect. And now the next question is going to be on, you know, getting feedback, but um, I just wanted to ask you just a further question about what you said, um, which, so I heard something and he's the author, Neil Gaiman, Neil Gaiman, he okay. said it. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, and he said something about, um, he said something and I heard different opinions on this. He said, when someone tells you something is wrong with your manuscript, listen to them. If they tell you how to fix it, then tell them that, you know, I, I, he was, I think he was like, that's not their place or something. But I mean, obviously I disagree if it's an editor or if it's like a right. book or something like that. But, right. Um, right. Like what, what, what are your thoughts on that? So that's, so that's um, very wise because sometimes people don't see your vision. And I think probably what he meant when he said, you know, when somebody tells you something's wrong with your manuscript, listen to them. That means you really have to think about it. You really have to take it in and say, as subjectively and as um, professionally as you possibly can, is this feedback correct? Does it really reflect my writing and my work? And if it does, if, they are, if, if what they're saying is pertinent to your book, then that thing needs to be changed. But it's possible that they misread or that they misunderstood your message or, you know, a bunch of other different things that they weren't really reading very very carefully. And so they misunderstood something, you know? So lots of things are possible. So it is possible for you to get feedback that doesn't mean anything, that that, that is useless to you. Um, I had a, I had a client recently who um, she sent she sent her um, her manuscript to a writer friend you know asking for feedback and the writer friend one of the one of the um, one of the points that she made was um, you know you have two different points of view the the man's point of view is in first person but the woman's point of view is in third person mm-hmm. and that was not true. That was not true. The woman's point of view was also in first person. And so this kind of feedback was, well, you know, maybe she was having a bad day. Maybe she wasn't really reading very carefully, but it was not helpful to my client, really, because it it was not accurate. Right. Um, But some of the other points that she made um, were, were really true to the story, were really true to the manuscript and things that my client said, you know what, this is, this is spot on. I really need to work on this part. Um, but if my had if my client had just dismissed it right away, thinking this person doesn't know what they're talking about, and sometimes we do that, and you shouldn't, but sometimes people do that, you won't be able to filter out what is what is accurate and what can really help you from what won't. If you dismiss everything, then what's the point of having a beta reader? If you're going to take it too personally and not be able to separate yourself from your work and not be able to say to yourself, this feedback is to help me make it better. If you're not going to take that into account, then don't waste your time and don't waste other people's time. It's not, it's not a, an attack on you personally. Mm. The intention for any beta reader is to help you find the mistakes and the holes and the weaknesses and where it can be made stronger. Sometimes they don't always word it very, very friendly in a very friendly manner, but that's where you have to try to separate yourself from it and say, 
if this were somebody else's work, what would I think of this feedback? Mm. Is it, is it accurate? Is, is there truth to it or, or not? So you really have to think about it before you dismiss anything. But like I said, there are some things that just are dismissed because they, they don't fit. But most of the time, if the person really has your best interest at heart, and usually beta readers do, um, a lot of it will be pertinent to your, to your work, inshallah. The thing is, though, <laughs> the thing is, because it's so subjective, you can have two completely different opinions about your same book. And that's when you have to step in and say, okay, am I happy with it the way that it is? Does one of these opinions help me to make it stronger? Right. Which one do I feel the story or the book um, flows with best? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's where it takes, um, that's where you have to be professional about it. Like I said, and, and distance yourself from it and say, if this were not my manuscript, what would I think? Um, yeah. So I, mm -hmm. I hope that that helps. I feel like I went off I on a rant, but. You did not. You did not. <laughs> so valuable. And, and also, I just wanted to say, you know, it's so hard to not take things personally. And if you do take things personally, it's OK. Um, but the like the sweet spot is where you're able to see things objectively um, in a way that is like, you know, yourself and you're like, hey, this is what I believe in. This is my values. I feel this yes. is authentic to me, but I'm able yes. to step away from that part of myself that I wrote over here because writing is yep. a part of yourself. So you just got to kind of distance. And I love that you keep saying objective, step away, become neutral. Yes. Um, yep. And and however long that takes as well, um, which takes us on to the next question, actually, um, which is the final question. And it is when people criticize my work, I get emotional and I find it hard to accept. Um, how can I make the blow a little more easier? <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so at first it, it's always a blow, right? When you get something that says, you know, this, this isn't strong enough or this is weak, or I don't think this is working. It's always a blow for all of us. Like you said, Aisha, it, we take it personally because it's our work. If we didn't take it personally and we didn't care, it wouldn't it wouldn't matter and it wouldn't be any good, to be honest with you, in the end, right? But after that blow, so we take the blow, but you don't do anything with it, right? Okay. So you got to take the blow first. <laughs> and, then, and then you have to take your time. So you read that feedback. You're not going to make any changes yet. You're not going to reply. You're not going to reply. You're not going to make any changes to your manuscript. You're going to take a little bit of time. And during that time, in those three, four days, that feedback is going to be marinating in your mind. Hmm. And you are subconsciously going to be thinking about it. And at some point, you are either going to say, you know what, this is right. He's right. Hmm. I, I really, or she's right. I really need to change ABCD. It really, it's not strong enough. And sometimes you're going to say, I don't think that they got it. I'm just going to continue because this is, um, this, is, this is what I feel comfortable with. And this is my voice. And I, and I believe that this is the right path. Mm, um, okay. But it's that time that will make the difference. So time. do not act rationally. And as soon as you get criticism, um, do not make changes if you're not comfortable with it. Definitely do not reply to that person. Um, take time, take three, four days, and the solution will come to you. Whether the solution is to 
um, is to make changes, is to then implement changes, or to disregard the feedback and say, I don't think that they understood my message. I don't think that they understood my vision. I'm just going to continue as I am. Um, so it's it's taking that time. But like you said, it's going to be personal. It's going to be personal. And and also, like you said, if it weren't, it what would be the point? Like, this is your art, right? This is part of who you are. This is part of the expression of yourself. So it needs to be personal. But you also need to be able to distance yourself from it so that you can make the best decision for your work, inshallah. Inshallah, beautiful. Um, and we've actually come to the end of our questions, but I was just thinking um, maybe another topic we could talk about um, is sensitivity readers. Um, just because there's so many things that we talk about to do with people of different cultures and we might want to write, a man might want to write in the eyes of a woman, a woman might just like, hey, is this right? Because yeah. I think a lot of like, just the, on that example, a lot of men get um, a lot of snapback because they're like, hey, all you described was how she looks. You didn't even describe yeah. her character, you know? Yes, 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 <laughs> That's yes. just an example. It's really hard to, to write. So it's, it's good to have that, especially if you're writing about someone who has a disability, for example, um, autism. Uh, it's, it's good to just have that kind of um, set of eyes like, hey, this is so off. This is yes. not my experience. Yes, um, definitely. Or even a Christian or something. Yeah. Um, so yes, uh, Hamda, we've come to the end of today's session. And next week... We are not going to have a live, inshallah, um, but we will, inshallah, definitely announce when we're going to have the next one. Um, and we're going to be doing a launch next week about something, um, inshallah. So you guys are still going to be, inshallah, feeling the flavor, getting getting some something. <laughs> love that. Feeling the flavor. I love that. I should, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about vibes, right? <laughs> I love it. So with that, inshallah, we will close. And this um, is going to be available on our podcast platform, um, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to find out more about our Hind here, um, you can follow her at author.hind on Instagram. And she is an amazing individual, mashallah. She published three novels in case this is your first time here. And she has four <laughs> children. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is amazing. Um, okay, so we will speak soon and all the best and jazakallah hai for <clears throat> again you. being here with me. <laughs> Thank you so much, Aisha. Take care. You too. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi if you enjoyed this podcast, you can really help us out by leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the word out. If you want updates on what's going on, sign up to our newsletter in the link to wherever you get your podcasts. Stay lit, stay woke, and have a wonderful week.